This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? Very well, very well. Good, good, good. Not much football to talk about, obviously, but (laughs) we've got plenty off the pitch for uh, Dundee and... uh, St. Johnson fans, and we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to give United some, something to talk about as well. That's, there's always something. But I think Dundee, some folk I think, on their holidays around that way. Oh, I think mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've heard there's tumbleweed blowing across Tannerice or something. We'll maybe speak about that. But anyway, <laughs> there's uh, Dundee. So far, so good. Tony Doherty, Jim. I mean, I know <laughs> I say that without, obviously, not a ball being kicked, etc., etc. But I think three of the players he's now made, been able to keep Mulligan... Cameron McCowan, I think that's possibly three of their, uh, well, certainly three of the, the best players of the, the championship winning team. <clears throat> so you can kind of see that. That air of panic about, you know, all these players that were unsigned seems to be drifting away. Two or three, I think we'll, we can talk about them when we, we, we come on to speak about the ones who have signed up, but two or three who you would you would definitely hope to to get signed up as well and a couple of signings oh fans love a, love a couple of signings and I think the general impression that Joe Shaughnessy would be a good solid premiership performer and one of which I think Dundee United would Dundee United would certainly have loved to have taken him for the championship he was he was talked about for Saints mid-season I think uh, when he when he sort of drifted out the, the St Martin team as a possible to come back to, to, to Saints but you know, change of manager and all that, and I'm not, you know, I haven't actually seen that much of Joe. I'm trying to think, he didn't really play, <laughs> I don't think he started the, the last couple of games when he played against uh, against Saints, so, you know, the fact that he's drifted out the uh, the start lineup at some run probably tells you something, but nonetheless, I still think a good, mm-hmm. solid centre-half for Dundee in the first season back, and Tiffany, it's a gamble, but I think we spoke about this a month or so back, that Dundee are in a very good position to know who, or they should know who the the best ones are to pick up from the championship, having been in that league. Mm-hmm. And Tiffany's a guy that, unproven, but seems to excite fans when he's on his game, certainly. And, you know, Dundee fans certainly seem to be very pleased with the, the signing as well. Jim, what's your, what's your impressions of... The yeah. Doc's first week in the job. I, I think pretty good. I mean, the, the core of the side be the same You know, players who obviously wanted to stay, that's important, are, are staying. Ones that uh, Tony Doherty has identified as important. Um, he, he's nailed them. Joe Shockley said Joe was one of the big earners or the big early earners at, um, uh, at St Mirren. So, you know, and a solid, a solid central defender. So I think that's decent. I like the Tiffany. You know, I, I, I'm an attack-minded uh, uh, individual, and I like to see players that you know can run at people, can take men on, get by people, make the pass, do the give and goes, have a bit of pace. And I think Tiffany, uh, and he's 24. You know, so at good age. Um, you know, ticks all of those boxes. I think an intriguing one also. Is the signing the assistant manager? It's no, no, usually one that gets the kind of you know that the, the, gets the pulses racing. But uh, you know Taylor at, at Hamilton, a lot of people felt that he was he was treated pretty shabbily. That you know that he was a, a top pro in terms of how he you know he would have reassembled Hamilton. Didn't get a great deal of time in the job. So I mean, uh, Tony's going about his business um, quite quickly, quite methodically. Um, and 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 it's kind of laying down, you know, the spine of a team, bringing in you know, or, or retaining the players who kind of, you know, Dundee fans, um, I think, would regard as as a kind of quality they'll need, um, and making some intriguing signings. I think, you know, Shockness will be, I think, at, at, at the level that Dundee will probably aspire to, i.e., staying in the league mm-hmm. next season. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be fine. And Tiffany is, 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 I don't think he's a gamble. I mean, I think you saw against Ross County the qualities that. Um, the boy has, and I've seen him a few times this season for Thistle. You know, he, he's got a fair bit of ability as well. And there's plenty of players, I think, in the, and I hesitate to say lower leagues because you know it's quite clear that there's not a vast gap between the top half of the championship and the lower reaches of the Premiership. There's a gap, but it's not enormous, you know. Um, and a 24 year old coming in and stepping up, you know, stepping up a kind of level and playing with better players day in day out, week in week out, um, will will improve and he'll you know and he'll improve the team as well. So I think. Um, to Doherty definitely gets more than pass marks for his, his, his first kind of uh, week and a bit in the job. 
Sean, I mean, he's gone. Um, Joe Shaughnessy mm. ain't Scottish, but he's he's mm-hmm. kind of one of ours, isn't he? So I think we can take yeah. something from the fact that the first two have been our uh, tried and tested SPFL men. I think yeah. that's a, that's an early sign. I don't think we would have seen that had Gary Boyer still been in the job, for example. No, possibly not. Um, I mean, Shaughnessy and Tiffany. I mean, the way I one of the ways I kind of try and judge these things is. Again, you put yourself. In, I'm very St. Johnston centric, as you know. But you put yourself in the position would you where you think, them? would you, would you have taken them? And I think the answer to both is yeah. Um, I mean, Joe Shaughnessy is a player that Saints we've seen before there, uh, and I, he was well liked uh, as a player there. He was very good. Um, ultimately, he moved on. He wanted more money than Saints were willing to pay him, and form, and form fell off a cliff those last few months, didn't <coughs> it? After did. it came out, there was clubs in from, didn't it? Yeah. And then uh, obviously he went away down south. I uh, didn't quite work. I don't think mm. he's. He, was he? Am I being? Was it was dad was his agent, wasn't it? Yeah. He didn't quite. Didn't yeah. Really, yeah. didn't play his hand very well, did he? Let's just say no, he should have done I, better I than the was, movie got. Yeah, I think that was kind of the takeaway at the time. Um, but uh, yeah, I certainly would have had him back quite quite happily. Um, a really thoroughly decent centre half when he's on his game at that level. And, long throw uh, got the long like throw as well, which is a which is a weapon, as they say. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, great. Tiffany, um, again, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's too much of a risk because um, I, I think he's, 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 his trajectory is going in the right direction, I think, at this point. So um, you'd be happy to see him come in and, and, and give him a go. So, yeah, I mean, and in terms of both of them being known quantities in the sense that they're from, from up here... Yeah, I think there's a there's a pragmatism to that. Uh, uh, I'm not surprised by it. I think it's I think it's, it's what Derek McInnes would have done. <laughs> I think uh, so. So far, uh, there's some some similarities there. Between Bound to be a couple Tony of ex Kelly boys in there, aren't there? They had a long list of boys that were released. You've got to think mm. that there'll be a. a if if this uh, window closes without there being at least one from Kilmarnock and one f- from Aberdeen mm-hmm. or former Aberdeen, I'll be right. I'll be very surprised. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I agree. Yeah, um, I think known quantities are pretty pretty much what what it'll be. There'll always be a few that are sort of outliers and what have you, but I I, I think fundamentally you've you've seen the sort of approach they're going to take, and that is guys who know their way around the league know what they're doing um and yeah i think that probably is a, a different tack uh to to what gary boyer would have taken i think that would have been more more from down south um and then i think you are taking more risks at that point uh, more so than like of tiffany um because i mean you, you do get guys who come up from down there and are, and are great do really really well but equally you know I think you get just as many who come up and, and are, and are mm. crap. More, more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're not just talking about Dundee there, are we? Yeah. You know, just in general. I, I, you know what? I, I think the, the, the key thing um, always in signing a player, it, it goes beyond his ability. I mean, that's the that's naturally the first thing you look for, you know, the, the ability, the type of you know position you want to slot them into, whether they can play maybe a couple of roles, two or three roles, you know. Um, but, I think the other thing and the main thing for me is attitude, the desire and the hunger. And I noticed that Tony Docker is saying that in, in, in his interview with um, with the Courier, that um, particularly with Tiffany, Tiffany's going to move. You know, he's a kind of West Coast-based boy, but he's going to move up here, which I think indicates um, the right kind of attitude. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, in the modern world, it'd be great if all the players, and I actually like the idea of players all living within a kind of, you know, the locale, if you want, you know, the old oh, Jim you, McLean. You wrote a column on it I, I a did, couple no, years ago, if I'm and not I do, mistaken. And I, and I think there's something in it. But I, but I accept it in a modern world where guys sometimes sign, you know, a six-month contract or a, or, or a one-year deal or even a two-year deal that it can be a lot to expect to the modern player. You know, the days when guys came, you know, the great Jim McLean days and guys stayed at a club like United for their entire careers or, you know, nine years or something like that. That that, that was one thing, you know. Um, 
you know, we kind of modern method of travel, you know, um, you can be up and down from Glasgow in an hour and a half. I still don't think it's ideal for guys to be pitching up in a minibus or a, a car every day of the week, you know, to either St Andrews for United or, 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 or you know, or Riverside or Gardine College for, for Dundee. Um, it's better if they can stay in. And I think that, that that's really important. I thought Doherty um, touched on something really important as well. And, you know, it depends how keen a fan you are of stats. And, you know, you can run about. There's plenty of players who run about like headless chickens over a period and put the kilometres or the miles in. Tiffany's not one of those. And I saw him saying that he'd, he'd done 15 kilometres in the, in the, the uh, you know, the, the game against Ross County. You know, that's a power of work to put in, you know. Um, that's that's a lot of mileage. That's what, you know, I still work in old money. But, I mean, you know, as a runner, it's give or take nine miles. That's a lot, that's a lot of running in a game of football. Um, you know, plus when you're pitching and be assists or goals or whatever, but that's a power of running. I think those kind of things, to me, point to a boy who really is determined to make his mark on the game. So I think Dundee fans can be well pleased at this one. I mean, it's I, I don't regard it as a gamble at all, to be honest with you. I think it's a, a, it could turn out to be a very astute signing indeed. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of him and I certainly like the idea of a guy that's he takes a lot of boxes, you know. He's he's been at a bigger club, you know. Sorry, you know, Livingston aren't a bigger club than Dundee, so I shouldn't, nah. I shouldn't have phrased it like that. But you know what I mean. He's yeah, been, he's a, been level, at, a level. He's been at different <laughs> levels, and he's. So I think I think that helps when you've you know. So then it's almost not quite a second chance, at, at, is it? But it's you know he's mm-hmm. he's not a kid who's going to go there and, and think you know oh everything's just going to happen for me. He knows he'll need to to grab oh, yeah. for it. And that, you know, it's, and let's face it, it's going to be a step up. I mean, the mm. reason I say it's a gamble, winger, wingers are always gambles, aren't they? You know, they yeah, are I know what you mean. Dec- I mean, Declan <clears throat> McDade, because he, he was he was similar, wasn't he? You know, mm-hmm. coming from, he did very well at, at air, wasn't it? And mm-hmm. then, but then was never really, you know, the, never really, really convinced in Dundee. Mm-hmm. So, listen, we shall see. I suppose, you know, Zach Rudden was another one that you thought, I mean, he could couldn't have done much more with Party Thistle, but listen, I, I can't lie. I think Tiffany, like you, you go back to what you said, Sean. You know, if he if he signed for for Saints uh-huh. or, or United, you would have said, yeah, good signing. Joe, yeah. Joe's Joe's an interesting one up because I just I can't for the I mean, St. Man were well stocked for centre halves clearly, uh-huh. but I, I, I don't understand why he. Went, I mean, he was club captain, and then he, yeah. he drifted drifted out the team. You know, so. Uh-huh. That would put a wee bit of a seed of doubt in my mind because he's mm. such a because you know it's not going to be it's not going to be attitude it's not going to be all that sort of stuff because he's an absolute he's a he's a diamond of a lad a proper attitude mm-hmm. leader all the rest of it so I did you know well, I, I, did. I just I just don't understand why he would suddenly go out the picture at St Man and I, I, I thought that every time I watched them, I'm thinking, you know, why is Joe Shaughnessy not playing? You know, but but he wasn't. Well, yeah. one of their bigger earners, Eric. I mean, you know, mm. maybe well been at the time they just they, they thought, you know, that this is beyond. I'm, you know, I'm not saying he was he was a vast. Well, let's earner, talk of him wanted to try to go abroad. Yeah, wasn't he, I, I think he, up, no, no, he did. I think he did want. He did fancy a spell abroad. Um, but one of their bigger earners, and maybe St. Bernard at the time, were thinking, you know, let's get the wage, the average wage bill down, the general wage bill down, and you know. The indication might be that it wasn't going to be part of their plans on the kind of money he was on. Very few players are keen to take a wage drop. No, no, surmising here, you know. Um, but it could be as simple as that. I mean, that happens in football as well. That uh, clubs have to plan their budgets. They sometimes have, you know, the same players on wages that uh, are not kind of amenable to the to to the way they want to go in future. Um, players wouldn't be overly keen to take a drop, and, and players can kind of drift out that way. Basically, they can be given a message. You know, you can start to drift you to the sidelines, and and so are we, are we saying that Dundee are. Are we saying that Dundee are paying Joe Shaughnessy a fortune? No, no, I th- I, no. But I, th- I think I, I would imagine they probably pretty much match match what he was on at St. Mirren. Um, oh yeah, you know, I mean, so. Dundee have never Dundee have never been a, 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 a poor a, a poorly paid club. I mean, historically, if you go back, yeah. they, they were always one. I mean, I think even in the days when United were were um, you know caught with the walk under Jim McLean, Dundee I think always played a bigger basic wage. United, of course, were legend legendarily kind of. Um, tight in terms of the basic, but paid the big, big win bonuses. But don't you always paid a, um, a a very decent basic wage? I think which compared pretty favourably, you know, with with the Aberdeens of this world and the Hibs of this world. You know, not not Celtic. Although there, there probably was a time when, they, given Celtic 
Celtic's legend, legendary parsimoniousness. You know, you probably <laughs> didn't pay, pay as much as Celtic in the old biscuit tin days. So, I mean, Dundee traditionally have been a club that paid paid their players well and looked after their players. You know, so I don't think they'll be paying uh, Joe Shawcross a fortune, but I don't think they'll be. Um, underselling themselves as, a, as some kind of uh, cut rate employer, they've always. Oh, right. I don't think will not be on any less than it's <coughs> on at some minute. No, no, I, I, I would. I'd be surprised. Uh, I'd be very surprised at that. You know, if, if he yeah, was. Yeah, for so. it to get done so quickly tells you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm quite happy with this here. You know, because otherwise he'd be playing the game for a bit longer, yeah. wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, if, I'm just looking at the list of the ones that they haven't got, and they haven't got re-signed yet, mm-hmm. and we're we're at the. Uh, we're at the mercy of uh, a Dundee press release dropping after, you know, <laughs> between recording this and, uh, mm-hmm. and it going out. But yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking at, I'm thinking I would definitely want uh, Jordan McGee and Max Anderson to, to be kept. I mean, again, this was a recurring theme over the course of the, the year, but I just, I didn't get the underuse of Max Anderson. But maybe, 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 you know, obviously Gary Boyer's seen it different to, differently to me. And, Maybe feels he's plateaued, all the rest of it. But I would, I would absolutely want him re-signing. He's he's yeah. he's a Premiership player, and John McGee's one of these players that y- you see them in all all squads need one. You know, he's mm-hmm. the he's the Swiss Army knife, isn't he? You know, the the, the three or four different positions, and you know, you, the very fact that you'll you'll get five Dundee fans or five of us watching a game, and we'll. we'll probably come up with different ideas of where he's best at so you know mm. that um, he's maybe he'll not be done his best player in any of the positions perhaps but he'd be a very good squad man to have yeah so i'd want to see those two sign up mm. um but you know early days it's only only yeah. only been going at it a week mm. so they can't they can't do everything straight away yeah no absolutely i mean the players themselves are entitled to assess what's out there for them you know um uh, Max Anderson, yeah, I, I agree with you. Actually, I think he's, I think he's very talented, um, and I mean, I like like Lyle Cameron, who obviously signed his offer pretty quickly um, after it was made at the end of the season. There, I, I, I would imagine they've done the same with Max Anderson, and who's, who's perhaps not been as quick to sign. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's there's an element of, I mean, I'm sure what they've offered to to Lyle. Cameron is very, very generous, and all those things. I wouldn't have any quibbles about that whatsoever. As as we've talked about, Jim, you know, Dundee are very, yeah. very fair pairs, and traditionally have been. So I don't think there's any issue with that. But I do think they're they're, they're maybe a wee bit lucky that he actually signed so quickly there, mm. because um, he was a, something of a hot property towards the end of the season. You know, he that, timed his yeah, he timed his run well, didn't he, to get a bit of absolutely. And then you're coming, you're coming up to the end of your contract as well. Um, so uh, there, there would likely have been some interest, uh, some inquiries made, no doubt, with his agent and what have you. So, um, I, I, I mean, he could easily have just said, hang fire, Dundee, I'm going to see what's out there. Um, and then, you know, they, they could have lost out on him uh, by virtue of, of of not having made that offer, you know, earlier. So I think there's a, there's a degree of... Uh, a degree of good fortune and fair play to him for for doing it, um, because as I say, I think he probably could have assessed his options, but obviously wanted to stay at Dundee uh, and and maybe you know say thank you for 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 putting their trust in him and giving him that chance. So yeah, uh, him a great talent, and, and I would I would I would put Max Anderson in that bracket as well. I think he's a very talented player too, um, and again, it's one that I'm I'm slightly surprised that that, that they hadn't made an offer already. To be yeah. honest, mm-hmm. um, because I, I do think you just you, you put yourself at risk with these young players, unnecessarily. Who, are, who yeah, absolutely. Who who have, who have got that ability, you know, by by not having them tied up, you know, with that with the extra year or so a bit earlier than they have done. Then I, I think you needlessly give yourself problems. Uh, so you know, we'll we'll see if he decides to 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 stay on at Dundee, but he may well have options. I actually think, Jim, here's here's an early shout for you. I actually think Max Anderson is more Premiership ready than Lyle Cameron. Mm-hmm. And I th- I could see him, if he signs, I could see him getting more game time under Tony Doherty and mm-hmm. prospering more than Cameron. But that's maybe I'm, maybe I'm, yeah, well, a, he, maybe he, I'm just looking at the physicality of him and mm-hmm. all the rest of it. I've got a feeling Lyle... <laughs> 
I think Lyle Cameron's made the right choice because he wouldn't be getting a regular game time at a Hearts mm-hmm. or something like this. So I think he'll, he'll get more of a chance. But I think it's a bigger jump up for that type of player and mm-hmm. for, for him than it will be for than it will be for Anderson. I've, I just I, I think we saw Anderson. I mean, the, the team that went down, Anderson was, mm-hmm. if not their best player, mm-hmm. certainly one yeah, of them. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, there's there's a combination of things I think going, uh, Eric. I mean, you know, Scott, Scottish football being the global village that it is, everyone will know everyone. And, and a lot of the, the, you know, these are younger players that we're talking about. They, they'll know Tony Docker, you know, they'll, they'll see what's going on at Dens. They'll either like it or they won't. By the looks of it, they like it. I mean, there's a, I think, you know, the, the nucleus of things behind the scenes are staying the same. Scotty Patterson and Alan Combe, goalkeeping coach, Derek McCormack, the club doc, who was at United and Celtic and all the rest of it, are, are staying on, staying right in, in the and Scotty Robertson and the kind of youth roles and all the rest of it. And so there's a stability about the club. Um, uh, Kev Millen, the physio's coming in from our both, you know, um, who, who you know, he, he was at the club, wasn't he? You know, I mean, you've, you've got kind of lots of stability about the club, bringing some new faces. Um, you'll, you'll have guys like Anderson coming, who, you know, who may well like what they see. Um, play, you know, players do like stability as well. I, I, I you know, I don't think that. <clears throat> You know, there's very few players that kind of like to jump about kind of all over the shop. Players do like stability in their in their you know their, their lives and their playing careers as well, and all the rest of it. And it might well be that you know while you're sitting kind of hoping your your agent and negotiate maybe another couple of hundred quid a week more, that you're also looking and seeing what's happening to the club and thinking, yeah, I want to be part of this. I want to stay here. And I think. Um, um, It'll be intriguing over the next couple of weeks to see just what Tony. It'll be more than a couple of weeks because players will play all the aces that they can, you know. And the fact that you know you want players signed up as soon as possible, but may well be with holidays and various other things that you know um, that takes a wee bit more time than they would like as players assess all the options open to them. But I've got a kind of feeling that, that Tony Docherty is off on on the right footing with what he's done so far and. Um, what then? What then? You look at is is the style of football he wants to play, the kind of player that he you know he he, he wants to play, and, and much of that. Well, you know, we'll see with the Camerons and the Andersons as well where they fit into to his plans. You know, but I think um, for the moment you're, you're second guessing because we don't know. It's the first time we've stepped out in his own right as a manager. The first few times he puts a couple of teams out, then we'll get an indication of kind of style he wants to play, what he's looking for from players and all the rest of it. But I think you've had a done defence so far between the signings and the new signings and the backroom stuff, I think you've got reason to be pretty pleased. Yeah, uh, Sean, Saints, there's mm. no, no signings happening, but no. Robbie Dees, I think a lot of fans, or some fans, seem to have their hearts set on Robbie Dees, probably because they, they, they did actually bid for him a couple of, yeah. of <clears throat> Januarys ago. Yeah, and his, his name had been a whisper <laughs> in the wind for a long time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and because of his family connections, uh, mm-hmm. his uncle playing for Saints from Conross, blah, blah, blah. Player-wise, I can't say I'm, you know, I paid more attention, obviously, once. I, the most, when I paid the closest attention, obviously, was in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. I thought he was very average. You know, I mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't, I've, and I've never looked, but I will, I will, caveat this by saying I saw a lot of Jamie McCart mm-hmm. playing for Inverness against United and Dundee that, you know, and never thought oh there's a guy that's absolutely ready for the, the jump to the Premiership and he mm-hmm. and he had he had one very good season though he's not he's barely kicked yeah. <laughs> barely kicked the ball since he's left Saints right enough but that's another story so Robbie Dees I wasn't I was neither I was yeah if he'd brought they got him in mm-hmm. fair enough doesn't I'm not particularly a bit of a shrug of the shoulders that they didn't. I don't know about you, Sean. You take it away, Sean. If you've if you've got a hot take, John. No, I think what it does show what it does show what it does show, Jim, is that uh I think Kelly are gonna be the ones that are gonna throw the most money about yeah. the, of the mm. so called bottom six or the, the non big city clubs because the chat was that <coughs> I'm not saying Saints were were really, really keen on him, but I think there's a few clubs you know, he would. He, he's on the radar, and I think a few clubs heard what Kelly were going to be paying him, and as a, you know, ah, we're not going to, we're not going to enter that no. one, you know. Mm-hmm. And it did get done quickly again, so <laughs> that that kind of backs that up. Well, I mean, I, I, I suppose two things. There, there, there's a little point crying over mil- spilt milk. He's going to going to Kelly, so is it the picture? I, I, I do wonder. I'm sure we'll be touching. I'm sure this isn't your plans to touch on this. I kind of wonder um, at the moment with Saints being up for sale. 
Um, you know, when you're trying to attract new players, if there's any uncertainty in the mind of agents or players or, or whatever, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think the bulk of agents or players are, are kind of modern-day philosopher kings and think that deeply about things. But, you know, there will be an element going through their mind about what's going on here at Saints, who are, who are the new owners going to be, you know, what, what kind of club is this going to be if, if Jeff was to suddenly find a buyer, you know, although I suspect from what's going on that might be um, a, a wee bit of time away. But uh, so I don't think, you know, Robbie D is going. Um, it, it's a massive, massive, good age, 23 and all the rest of it. But um, what, what it might indicate is that likes to kill with Billy Bowie's money down there because Billy's put a lot of money in um, down there. You know, he's a guy that owns the waste disposal and kind of waste company and all the rest. Of it. I think that he's traditionally put a lot of money in down there and perhaps... Um, you know, uh, Kilmarnock are less, um, I hesitate to say parsimonious because I've used the word before, but um, maybe they're a wee bit, you know, more free, freely spending with the cash than Saints are when it comes to wages, or there will be this year in an effort to ensure that they don't get bogged in again next season. You know, knowing Derek McInnes, he may well have gone to the board and said, look, Andy, I just need more resources. And and it may well be that at the level that they're, they're, they're competing at, that's, that Kelly are able to throw more resources and, and bigger wages at things than Saints are prepared to do. So maybe that's it. There could be, could be domestic reasons. There could be a million and one reasons, you know, um, for the likes of this. But uh, you, you'll see over the coming weeks when um, Stephen McLean starts to strengthen his squad, uh, when he goes for players that may well be attracting others as well, whether or not Saints are prepared to meet uh, the demands of the marketplace in football. Yes, indeed. I think McInnes is going to get what he wants. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, the kind of he's the type of manager they're going all in on, all in with him, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm oh, sure as all yeah. in as they can. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm sure it's not. Uh, it's not the sort of thing where you know he says, well, you, "You back me, or I'm out the door." No, I'm uh, sure no. it's not quite uh, as uh, as uh, aggressively put as that, but. Yeah, there will there'll be an element of like, well, you've got me, I'm here, so back me, mm. and uh, and then I'll, I'll yeah, then we'll see what what sort of job I can do for you if I'm proper if I feel I'm properly backed. So yeah, um, they've they've obviously decided to to, to chuck more money at uh, Robbie D's than St Johnson were willing to. Um, I kind of wonder about the, the 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 sale of the club and potential impact uh, on in terms of what it does because obviously now. Uh, we've, we know we've got Stan Harris in at, at, at chief exec, so he'll be he'll be sort of um, signing things off on a daily basis and whatever else, what have you. Um, but uh, yeah, I I there's I think there is a bit of uncertainty for me just looking at it um, because what 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 is the score budget wise? You know there because I I know that I mean for for various reasons over the last. Few seasons and they've ended up with a with, with a, a fairly meaty squad. Yeah. Uh, it's there. gonna be less than last. It's gonna be less than the last couple of years. Oh yeah, right. I mean absolutely. Yeah. A, a fairly meaty squad, age wise, probably in the wrong profile. Too many on on what you would probably consider too much money for St Johnston. Too many on that level. Um, so it does strike me as though there there may be some attempt at at cutting back a little bit, um, which is obviously a challenge in itself, uh, because it's 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 not as if you're you're cutting back from a position of strength, if that's indeed what's happening. You're you're, you're cutting back from having just having 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 had to battle your way to safety, um, so that makes it more challenging. So I I. I I just think there's there's there is that uncertainty, and I think on top of that, with the club being sold and not not knowing what might happen um, in the medium term or the short term, the short term you suspect nothing immediate is 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 in the offing, but medium term, longer term, if we don't know where the club is going, yeah, I think it could it could spark you know a bit of a bit of concern in agents' minds and, and players' minds. Well, what's going to happen here? Uh, what what am I going to end up um, playing for? You know, uh, in the next year, for instance, if I sign a, a two year contract there, what's going to happen to it a year down the line? Um, so it's it's a it's a very interesting. It makes it an interesting summer, but I think it makes it a challenge for Stephen McLean, um, and it will be interesting to see how he deals with that because um, he's obviously a first time manager, and God, I think I mean. It, 
in terms of wanting him to succeed, I don't think they could have appointed anybody that supporters want to succeed more um, than Stephen McLean. He's got everybody on side. I, to my mind, he feels like he's energised the the place. It feels like he's mm. he's sort of helped remake that connection with the supporters and what have you. And that's all really valuable stuff. But there's a whole other side to to the job that we haven't, we haven't seen um, yet. <clears throat> And I do wonder about uh, how how much the situation in the club is 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 maybe gonna gonna tie one hand behind his back to an extent. Um, I think seems like a challenge. To, yeah, I think it'll just come down to. But I don't I don't think the the club being on the market will will have an impact. I think if you're if you're Yes, they're aware of stuff like that, but I mean, it's not as if Saints are a, a club that are struggling to pay wages. You know, if you're, no, you're talking no, no. about Dundee United, you mm-hmm. think, well, well, maybe that's that's there's real volatility there. You know, you're you're, you're thinking about, yeah, it's just you know they're going to have huge contracts to pay up and all the rest of it, and so you know, I would be if I was an agent advising my client. Mm-hmm. You know, but then they get the con they get the contract signed, and you know, a contract is a contract. You know, it's not they're, yeah, there's. I think St. Johnson are never going to. St. Johnson are always going to be in a certain type of a market, and they were at the upper end of it for a year or two there. Mm-hmm. With when they probably, well, I mean, I think Kilmarnock, for example, were in for were in for Graham Carey, and mm-hmm. you know, I think a combination of Callum Davidson getting in, making a good sales pitch, and the you know players maybe not want to go on the plastic pitch. Mm-hmm. Possibly help Saints, but you, you can't get away from the fact that the money they were offering mm-hmm. would have been a big thing as well. So yeah, I think you know there was an interesting uh, comments from Roy McGregor, wasn't it? About you know <laughs> the kind of <laughs> yeah, well, complete, talking, about, talking about clubs overspending. Yeah, a very yeah, good Roy. I mean, they've, they've done it year <laughs> after year after year after year. You know, so I mean, Saints really. I mean, what Saints Saints did. I mean, I can <clears> you can look at it now and say. Oh, this was terrible planning, all the rest of it. But every mm. every everything that happens has a consequence, and and I could see it sequentially. What what happened with Saints? They they lurched. Well, they first of all they had to keep themselves in the league that first January mm. after yep. after it all went horribly wrong, and they'd mm. sold their their best players, so they had that money in there. They had to throw money at that problem, and that mm-hmm. problem was staying in the league. They did it, and I can I can I can see why. He probably lurched too far to the experienced end of the scale because they got caught out so badly with the inexperienced end of the scale with mm. the you know the, the the loans and all the rest of it. So I kind of see that, but now they need to they need to find themselves in somewhere in the middle, and they're looking at two or three guys ideally who are at that sort of mid to late twenties age where you can you know you know you could still get their best years and yeah. potentially a resale, but you're not going in for the you know the the kids who, you know, are are a bigger gamble. So you know that's not that's not an easy market. It's not an mm-hmm. easy market, but that's a that's a long winded way of saying. I, th- I think I think we've got to wait for the first signing. I think the first signing mm-hmm. with Saints will be will be will be intriguing. It always is in, of a of a summer. It was for Dundee. It's, a, it's always it a difficult one as well, isn't it? Because it's it's one. I mean, where. You you kind of want your first one to be one that that makes supporters go oh good yeah. that's exciting. You manage you know? usually get a, a free one, doesn't they? They yeah. usually get a real a one with, on you go. You, you, there's your first signing, yeah. Of course, but that makes it that makes it more more challenging even because you've got you because if you come if you come away with I mean I'm just pulling this out of my rear end here, but like if you if you come away with your first signing of the summer as a sort of sub goalkeeper. Mm. Then all of a sudden, people are like, "Oh no!" You know, it sets a, it sets a tone, doesn't it? So it's it's about actually, it's about getting the signing right in the first instance. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't about... be panicking. I wouldn't be panicking no, no. If, if I was. I think what I think what I could say is that you know you hear the rumours and like say for example, if Saints wanted Kyle Turner, they could go and get Kyle Turner. I, I dare say, although we know that Dundee pay good wages, if it was a straight choice between Scott for Scott Tiffany between Saints and Dundee. What would he do? He, he, I think he probably you'd probably still go for Saints, wouldn't you? Because they've not know. been the yo-yo club, you know. If you're, I don't know, you know. That's that comes to the sales pitch of the managers, doesn't yeah. it? But mm-hmm. I don't. I got no information that Saints were 
you know, were, were rivaling Dundee to get Scott Tiffany, for example. So I think what I do know about Steve McLean and I think the decisiveness with what he did with Wotherspoon and a cut and you know the way that what he's doing with Theo Bear is he he knows on his own mind and mm-hmm. he he knows he's had the conversations with Stan Harris so he knows where he's going to be in the you know where he's going to what what part of the market he's going to be in so I, I'm not getting any hint of him thinking mm-hmm. oh this is going to be a really tough gig mm-hmm. for me but time will tell. I wonder if on on the, the supporters front uh, in terms of. I mean, every, people know who Stan Harris is anyway. You know, he's particularly folk who live in Perth or and around Perth in the business scene or whatever. They'll know who he is. So there, there'll be a degree of comfort with him there. But I, for those, I think there are, obviously, there'll be those who don't. I wonder if it, would, if, it, if it makes some sense for Stan to do an interview this summer, maybe. Well, he, he could talk about his well-known kind of uh, exploits as a berry nabbler, you know, on, on the bus from Leatherman with <laughs> yeah. Stuart Cosgrove and company, which we had a blare about on Twitter last week. I think St- Stan's actually, um, you know, the, the, uh, uh, given that we're He'll talking... step back, Jim. I think that's, that's yeah, the yeah. good thing about Stan Harris. He will not have... I can, one thing I can say for certain is, and, and you can take this, uh, you know, the Browns, Jeff and Aye. Steve had had opinions on players and, and uh, uh, you know, for... for <clears throat> Paul Sturrock spoke about how, mm-hmm. how important that was for him, certainly, and I think Owen Coyle, Derek McInnes did as well, so that was a good thing. Steve Brown had opinions on players as well, and you know, I think, I'm not telling tales out of school, and you know, sometimes that could make things happen. If, if, if he had it in his head, you know, they, they, can, they can push managers in certain directions, mm-hmm. they can make it easier and harder if, if a chairman likes a player. I don't think Stan Harris will be that type of character whatsoever. I think he will totally say, as you can see with the Weatherspoon thing. If you were, if you were a, a sentimental type, you would have, you would have gone, "Oh, come on!" No, I mean, just, sure, are you sure, Maka? You know, yeah. let's. That's one we keep. You know, you get, let Melker Halberg go. Let so and so else go. But well, well, I mean, Stan, no, that's not happening. Stan, Stan's well, backing he's is no. Coach, yeah. he, he's he's. He's balance sheets and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah that's a good mm-hmm. way of saying it, Sean. I think I think Steve McLean will have as much power as as any manager. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, you know those of us who know Stan, there, there will be Saints fans that know of him but don't 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 know what he's mm-hmm. about. I mean, you know, Stan's been a very successful bloke in business and all the rest, of it, and he's a Saintie through and through. That, that's the key thing, you know. I mean, he's a Saints man through and through, and he'll do what is best for uh, for the club. And he's strong minded as well, you know. I mean, he's he's, he's no shrinking violet. Um, stand, but he will do what's best for the club, and, and and what's best for the club is that having appointed the manager, the manager is now backed um, and backed properly. And I've got no doubts that that that'll be done with, with Stephen McLean because everybody is pulling in the same direction. Um, I wonder too about the kind of, you know, in, in terms of where the club does go in terms of I, I kind of I, I still I mean I remember having the conversation with Jeff a few months. In fact, the last time I caught him, he was in the middle of a game of golf, and I said I'd call him back, and it, I went to my mind, I went to something else. But what I was going to ask him. That day was he'd said to he me previously, Mark, Mark Ogren phone you back. That's what I, well, yeah, he's he's no phone back. Yeah, we did take my call, <laughs> enough, you know, but I, I, I'm still waiting on that call. Uh, but the, the thing is, with Jeff, Jeff said then he didn't think there were anybody local that would buy it, and you know, with Jess Moxie coming, that would maybe indicate that um, you know that that's the case. But I just wonder if somebody within. You know, within because there are people in the Perthshire area have made a lot of money, that are worth a lot of dough. I just wonder if this might flush a few people out, and there might be somebody within the Perth area that thinks, "Let's keep Saints local, let's keep you know, let's keep things within a uh, within a local framework here." Because I think that would be a good thing for the club. I really do. I mean, I I'm I was going to say I'm not against kind of foreign ownership. You know, it's some, some, some kind of xenophobe, but for me, it's always better if you retain. Um, a local connection. I mean, I'm, I'm not particularly sure that that you know the the, the the American ownership, the two Dundee clubs, for instance, has been a great thing. You know, I'm not saying it's been a bad thing, but I'm not saying it's been a great thing. You know, um, I, I I I would it's like to. Tra- it's not been transformative. It's not been transformative. Sure. That, that that's right. You know, um, but then you know, but 
most fans don't worry about that, Eric. Most fans just see day to day, week to week. Most fans don't think of the politics behind the game, the, the finances behind the game. They just want, you know, teams on the part. I mean, right across the spectrum, from from blokes that labour for a living to, to people who lawyer for a living. People don't think too deeply about the game. They just, why is the manager no signing this guy? Why is the board no throwing money at that? You know, um, I, I just have, I just kind of have this wee vague hope that Saints might be able to retain some kind of local element to their ownership, you know. You but mean, you're th- unless it's you and McGregor, eh? That's right. Uh, exactly. Well, he, he, now there's a boy with money, there you, you know, there, there's a boy with dough, you know. Just, just call him McCready, he doesn't quite count as, as, uh, as Hollywood I, enough, does he? he, he, he I, I, you I, I you know the fees he was on in Tiger? He's quite on McGregor money. <laughs> he's more BBC Scotland, isn't he, than, than mm. Hollywood. He's a pair threat no. man, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Minimum well, equity wage. You've moved us seamlessly into the Saints. I thought that was a... It's fa- I mean, it's it's fascinating that the change of gear. I think is probably a way to describe it in terms mm. of the the sale of St Johnson mm. because you know I think they've up, this this is they've up the ante. But, you know, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time. I mean, I knew it. I've Jess Moxie's one of those names. He's kind of a, a Peter Risdale, one of these sort of CEOs yeah. mm-hmm. down south. That you know, when 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 you hear his name. You yeah. kind of have your opinion, and you know you think back to I, th- I think back to Wolves is probably the one I think mm-hmm. to the most, and you know, the, 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 there was a lot that, that was quite interesting when I did did a bit more digging about him. But one of the things was you, you know you get your usuals. I, I I couldn't find he got Wolves. So if Wolves was the biggest, I mean he, uh-huh. he helped build a new stadium at Stoke, uh-huh. and Stoke were for a long time were on the up and up and up. Left them Wolves, got them up twice. The the chief gripes that fans would have by this by for what I could see and what I remembered actually was this typical football type stuff about, you know, not backing a manager enough when they got up. Mm-hmm. I mean they had Glenn Hoddle there once, didn't they? And, you know, I think he made some sort of gaff about uh, you know, fans being turfed out of their seats or, you know, you know, the the run of the mill stuff that that, that gets fans hot under the collar. But mm-hmm. there was there was no hint of this guy being anything other than Somebody that's got a good grip on football finances and all mm-hmm. the rest of it, and then you can see his career trajectory, and he's now in this this head of mergers and acquisitions role. You see the kind say the company this guy keeps and mm-hmm. the contacts he have he has, and this feels like Saints are, you know, don't know how long they've had. That was one of the questions that you know kind of was left a wee bit up in the air. We don't know how long that. He has actually been involved in trying to to find a buyer for Saints, so it, it could be he's been doing it for a few months, and you know mm-hmm. he's had a couple of a couple of false starts. But the very fact he was doing an interview with sort of you know trade figure, you know they weren't they certainly weren't local journalists, they weren't no football journalists as such, you know mm-hmm. as as we understand them. It was you know they were they were kind football of you know business. it's all about sports football business, business. yes, yeah, sports yeah. business that sort of thing. So you know the way they were pitching it. This feels like if this this guy feels pretty well qualified to flush out serious mm-hmm. bidders if they're yeah. there, Sean. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a definite change in approach now. I mean, the the way I mean, I might be completely wrong because I actually hadn't considered uh, what you suggested there, which is that he he may have just gotten involved at this point. I'd kind of assumed that he was involved uh, initially, and this was just a change in tactic. Um, mm-hmm. Because for for me, what I, what it signified the, the me, wait till Jeff and Steve are out the door and they face that right. I'll do the big interview now. Yeah, well, <laughs> there might be a bit of that, but yeah, it's um, what it what it signified to me is that it's a new a new phase of the attempt to sell the club. I mm-hmm. I think that because it's interesting. Some of the quotes they were either from him or from the other guy that from that three, that business that spoke. he works yeah, for. Three of them spoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there were there were quotes about when you're when you're selling football clubs to people, um, it's not just about who can afford to buy it; it's who can afford to run it. Yeah. And it's about how you know ninety percent of 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 people who are making inquiries are time wasters because they, Jeff, they Jeff didn't actually, said the exact same thing. Yeah. You know. So. Uh-huh. So I I wonder whether. Whatever initial interest was there, if that is is it's this is either an attempt to sort of try and force it one way or the other, or 
it, it means it's it's gone, and now we're opening the field up, and we're actually. I think it's the latter. I think Saints have had a lot of those types. As yeah. We as we probably would have all predicted uh, that you know they've they've kind of it's a case of come on show us that show us the color of your money type thing yeah. you know yeah uh, and it's about it's also about intention as mm-hmm. well because that that comes that's specifically going to be part of it I think I don't think we can be naive and say that you know uh, 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 the club's only going to be sold to you know vegan whatever you know with good intentions <laughs> blah 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 all of that stuff it's not it's not going to be like that but I I, I do think it's uh, it's an important factor that, that the club is not sold to you know outright asset strippers and mm. you know people with those intentions because the, the the buying the club does come with a lot of a lot of extra stuff you know there's a lot of land there uh, that the club have and it's in an area that is primed for development so the for the opportunist there there is a lot of potential there um, mm-hmm. so they need to be careful about who's coming in and what their motives are as well so that that requires care um so it's it's not it's not just an easy job of of you know put, putting a flag up the pole and going with whoever comes and speaks to you first mm. you know it needs to be it needs to work financially it needs to be able to function financially long term not just in the initial period it can't be a group of people who come in and buy the club but do so by running up debt or by leveraging land against a purchase or whatever it needs to it needs to make sense for everyone so it's a big job to do um so Hopefully, you know, having a guy, as you say, who's been involved in club sales before, so he's involved in Stoke being sold to Icelandic um, interests back in the late 90s, I think. He's been in this film before and he's been around. Uh, and Wolves. And yeah, Wolves and Wolves as well. <laughs> yeah. And he's been around, uh, you know, high level um, strategic football discussions mm-hmm. for a lot of years. So, um you know, I, I, I would, I would be, I would, I'd be optimistic about about that. I think that's a that's a good thing. It seems to me that it's uh, if he's in charge of wheedling out, uh, you know, the, the the potential purchasers from time wasters and what have you. I think it's it's in decent hands. Yeah. The asset stripping thing doesn't. I don't know if I'm being naive, Jim, but the assets that that doesn't give me the fear that I know that you know. Your pal Roger Mitchell, he you see he he tweeted the pair of us yesterday. Yeah, sure has, that, right. You know, yeah. I think if you if you if when people see the figure and they they, they maybe not <clears throat> that's that raises suspicion. I think, well, how how could you get mm-hmm. uh, ten million over ten million pounds for St Johnson when you know you hear a you know United would go for less, for example, mm-hmm. and people just think it like that. And but then you got others who you know who are more in the know. You know, Mister Bannerman, you know tweeting saying like Saints are worth a whole lot more so we don't actually A we don't know how much mm-hmm. what's involved in, in in the sale as in mm-hmm. but B the idea I, I can't I can't imagine like if you're talking about the market if you're talking about the American market or these type of people are they really going to be that bothered about trying to strip away a bit of land in McDermott Park and go in and think you know you can the type of people you're thinking about you know, multi multi millionaires stretching mm-hmm. up to billionaires. Is that really in the up? Is that foremost in their mind? You know, thinking we can stick some mm-hmm. houses up at some on the ed, edge, ed, the outskirts, of, yeah. the outskirts of a city we have no clue about. I'm not so sure. And the contracts these days, you know, you're going to be, you know, you can, you can. There's ways of covering yourself to ensure ensure that doesn't happen. For the club in the in the future again, or am I being naive? Are you are you oh, one of the I mean, cynics no, that, that fears that? I'm, I'm, maybe in between, Eric. I mean, I, I think that I, I don't think for one moment that Jeff Brown would sell the club and leave it in any way that was disadvantageous to either the club or the city of Perth and the surrounding area. Or uh, open it, uh, opening uh, itself or, up or to leave the possibility. It, or, exactly, yeah. leave it in an exposed position. I don't for a minute think you would do that. And, and there are ways and means, you know, 
of ensuring that that's the situation. To so, yeah, I, th- I think to some extent, kind of, I, 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 I don't want to jump too far ahead of myself here. I'm, I'm kind, of, I kind of come back to where Sean was momentarily. Um, first and foremost, you've got to identify um, are there potential buyers out there? Then you've got to get rid of uh, the, the, the tire kickers, Sean. You know, you shot of these people who have no real interest but enjoy, you know, enjoy just being in the limelight. I mean, I think, you know, I think I once said to you on here, there was a guy who used to write to me every couple of weeks at the BBC um, telling me that he was going to, you know, he was looking to buy Dundee or Hearts. Those were the two he'd alighted on. He apparently once owned a mobile phone company, so he claimed. Um, and, and Wallace Mercer outed him as uh, the bloke that lived in the caravan in Pennycook, you know. Uh, so there are lots of these people about in the game. I think one of the things that Moxie, Jez Moxie will be trying to do is establish who are the tyre kickers, who are the people who are irrelevant, who have no interest but want a bit of cheap publicity or, or whatever. Then identify the people who not only maybe want to buy a club, but can they, can they run it? Do they actually have the abilities, both financially um, you know, and almost spiritually to run a football club because it's not an easy thing. As many people have found out, there are a million and one kind of hidden depths uh, to running a football club. Um, and the other thing I kind of wonder about is why, why, why do you want to buy it? I mean, Jez Moxie has got kind of this track record of you know operating in the English game. The Scottish game is a different kettle of fish. With all due respect to our game, which we love deeply, you kind of I always wondered why someone wanted to buy Dundee from America. Why did someone want to buy Dundee? And why did someone want to buy Hibs? You know, from from America because there is not a huge amount of money to be made in Scottish football. In fact, some would argue there's no money to be made. It's a lost leader. Now that that would make me wonder: Is there a possibility of someone getting involved in St Johnson to get involved in some kind of multi-club ownership deal, something like that? Now you can't. I don't think you can outright own several clubs. You can't own a Scottish club along with multi-club ownership elsewhere. But you can't take a stake. I can't remember exactly. I think that stake's about just under twenty-five percent. So could there be something like that? You know, or, or or might there well be someone with, you know, some kind of ancestral link to Scotland to the Perthshire area? Who thinks, yeah, I could do that? More great, great granny Flora, you know, Flora, Flora yeah. McVeigh was brought up in Lethem, and, and I've got I happen to have a spare hundred million. Is there some kind of familial historical link, or is there some kind of link that somebody can do whereby they can move players about between, you know, you know, multi ownership clubs and all the rest? We just don't know at the moment is the answer. But securing, I think, the future of Saints. Um, it should not be beyond the wit or the wisdom of the selling family, the Browns, uh, Moxie, who, who's who's the intermediary, the, the agent, if you want, you know, the, um, for for his commission, a healthy commission, presumably, and the lawyers that put the deal together eventually. And and in terms, you know, t- to be blunt, what you're saying there <clears throat> is McDermott Park and the surrounding lands. Um, worth uh, money to to build housing on. Well, surely, well, I'm I'm sure it is. Um, but you would have to knock the whole thing down, would you not? I mean, you would you housing, certainly housing, or not necessarily housing, <coughs> but there's, I mean, yeah, retail or, or, or infrastructure yeah. or yeah, whatever. That, that's yeah. right. But but then if you you know if you take sense for though, I mean, most people listening to this podcast will know McDermott Park um, fairly intimately. They will know that as you go in off the kind of the main road, there are. There's a huge That's big car park. There, there's, yeah. there's, there's, you know, to, to outside the stadium, there's the, the, the AstroTurf. At the back of the stadium, there's a training pitches and all the rest of it. Now, to me, it's impossible to see what you could build on those uh, and still retain access to the stadium in terms of parking, uh, training ground and all the rest of it. So unless there'd be some kind of master plan to move Saints to a new stadium. And I've talked about this before. And that's not beyond the wisdom of man that you might... I mean, you know, McDermott Park in, in, in the current, and I suspect the future climate with 10,000 capacity, it's probably too big, other than for when Celtic and Rangers uh, come. Six, 7,000 would, would have done. So could they identify a new stadium, a new plot of land somewhere that in modern building techniques you could throw something up for, I don't know, six, seven million, eight million quid and still make money from the sale of the club? I just don't know. All these things will be answered in, in the fullness of time. I think the key thing at the minute is you identify, if it's a sell, you identify the right buyer, owner, um, and you identify very quickly what their plans for the club are and, and, and just how committed they are to the longevity and, and, and the good stewardship um, of the club. And the Brown family have been that. They've been excellent stewards of the club. What you want to ensure is that you're bringing someone in who has, that, who has the same kind of long-term intentions and, and loyalties towards the club that the Browns have had. Yeah, I can I guess the last thing I'd probably say on the on the Saints takeover 
sort of latest is that I, I do struggle. To, I can't I can't think of, off the top of my head the last Scottish club, you know, that suffered from a bit of asset stripping and the idea that, you know, St. Johnson would be the first with uh, with the sort of, you know, knowing knowing Jeff Brown as we do and, you know, the the, the, the fact that they, they're probably, they're not a club that absolutely needs to sell. You know, I just, I, I can't, I can't envisage, you know, throw this one back at me in a few years' time. Hopefully it won't be, but I just can't envisage them picking an owner who is going to be anywhere close to suspicion of, of that that happening. But there we go. We shall see. Right, United, not not a lot happening in, on the United front. I, I guess the, uh, the one thing we can kind of talk about is, I'm sure all United fans, well, I saw enough of them on Twitter, they were all watching that playoff final, mm-hmm. as you would. With a view to thinking, you know, oh, who's who's the better one to be in with, you know, Ross County or Partick this? I think, for, in terms of the Premiership, I did kind of come to a settled opinion that this was a very good year to stay up because, you know, I, I think Livingston are a club that's probably going to, you know, go uh-huh. on a downward trajectory. Uh, kind of, and the way the way that Roy McGregor was speaking doesn't make me think that they're all of a sudden going to be, you know, it felt like a chairman owner pulling up the drawbridge a wee bit there so I think it was quite a good it was a good season to stay up never a bad season to stay up let's face it but in terms of United I guess they're they're thinking that Ross County would have been a tougher nut to crack in the championship than potentially Partick Thistle with starting to lose players is that kind of where you are Jim? Yeah, um, well, there's, there's never a bad season to stay up, but there is a bad season to go down. And, um, you know, I, I just kind of look at the that champ, championship next season, Eric, you know, a, a revitalised Dunfermline, the clubs that were already Certainly. making it tough anywhere there. Um, you know, Thistle kind of, whether Thistle, I think you might take the view that Thistle might have t- taken a psychological dunt with this. Yeah. I'm, no, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Whether they've got the squad to carry them all the way is another thing entirely. I mean, bear in mind they ended up fourth this season, but it's it's about kind of, it's not even so much a team that will challenge you for the title. It's the amount of teams that can talk you know, take points off you, uh, either on the road up to Tannadice or, 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 you know, d- down at the air gaff, if you want. And and the fact remains that United will be the big scalp, you know, for um for, for teams coming up to Tannadice where they may be playing in front of five or 6,000 as opposed to, you know, playing in front of 1,500 at Morton or something like that, you know, uh, or 1,500 down at Arbroath or something. I know there's different elements to playing at all, all of these grounds, tightness of pitch, weather, you know, all the rest of it. But coming to Tannadice in particular, it's a big scalp. You know, you're coming to a club with great history, rich history, and all the rest of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think that I just kind of sense that, you know, next season the championship will be no less tough than it was for United last time round. And, uh, uh, you know, far too early to suggest, you know, um, whether uh, you should be positive or pessimistic about United escaping that because we just don't know enough about, you know, what players have they yet to get off the books? What players have they yet to bring in? How will that We haven't got a look, clue, you know? have we? We haven't got no, a clue. No, 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 got no got idea. And, 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 and I don't think that'll be an easy thing for Jim Goodman to do, get rid of some of the, uh, the people who um, are on the books. So it's all very well punters saying, you know, give them their P45s and get shot at them and players won't want to play in the championship and all the rest of it. But if you're sitting on a very handsome contract, <clears throat> which is substantially more than you're going to pick up elsewhere, even in my, perhaps even in the premiership, you know, at the end of the day, professional football players, professional football people, as we've seen with Ange Postacoglu, are, are, are there to make a living. They're hired gladiators, you know, they're there to make a living. And they're not going to sacrifice their living um, when they've got decent contracts and all the rest of it very easily. So there are substantial problems facing United, not the least of which you're getting people off the books that Jim Goodwin um, doesn't want. And then, of course, persuading decent enough players to come in who will want to play in the championship. Um, and then, of course, Mark ogren has got the problem that he wants to cut back financially, but at the same time, he's going to have to pay sufficiently enhanced rates of pay to players to attract them to the championship to get them up. So, you know, the problems at Tannadice are, 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 are man- manifold and, man- and manifest. I suppose, yeah, I mean, we are all, we're, we're as guesswork, but... My gut instinct is that probably uh, when when Dunfermline are the team that's coming up from the League One, that, if that's your starting point, already it feels like a tougher league than the one previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
that's before we know, you know, so I mean, Inverness are basically, they're churning over a whole whole squad, but they'll have money from their Scottish Cup run. Um, I do think Dunfermline are going to be, I think, I'll, I'll already say, I think Dunfermline will be, you know, playoffs. Playoffs, you know, yeah. that's, that's already what I'm thinking when I see the players they've got and probably mm-hmm. what the ones that they'll probably bring well, in. Race Rovers are recruited well so far. Yeah, as they have yeah. recruited well. New so ownership there. It, it does feel like, it does feel like it'll be a, a stronger league, but yeah, I would rather. I'm. I think. I think. Yeah, Ross County coming down would probably be in a tougher proposition than Park Thistle. Uh-huh. But that's just me thinking they're about to lose all their best players and they won't repress them, replace them like we like. That I may well be proven wrong in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Thistle. Do, I mean, they 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 do have a wee bit of a financial issue at the moment, yeah. um, mm-hmm. don't they? So, I mean, there's 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 absolutely no guarantee of them being able to hang on to everybody that they've got or, or or recruit to a higher standard than they already have. It really, really depends what happens off the off the pitch there because it's been a bit of a basket case for, for a wee while. Um, and, you know, if, they, if they'd gone up, uh, that might have, that might have, afforded some sense of security it might have settled them a little bit put them in a slightly better position but um i i i, I, I get the feeling that there's impending turmoil there but i, I kind of feel like that all the time with partic so uh always on the verge um there's a few clubs uh, like that isn't there yeah yeah um but i it, it looks it looks I mean, it always it's the cliche to say it's a terrible, it's a tough league to get out of, very difficult. Everyone can beat everyone else. All of that is is cliche, but it, it, I mean, just at this very early stage, looking at it, looking at the clubs that are there, and and as you, as we've said, how Wraith Rovers have, have recruited, they've been very busy very quickly mm-hmm. um, under the new ownership there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're 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 setting their stall out to a, to an extent and saying, look, we're we're serious here. Because they've just mm-hmm. taken the club on, um, and they've clearly got ambitions. Mm-hmm. Um, Dunfermline will always have ambitions, uh, even though they've had to they've had to content themselves by underperforming as they would have it for a number of years now. But they, I mean, they, being in the championship is 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 well and good, and that's probably where they've uh, as good as it's been for them really for for a good while. But. Um, I mean, there's still there's still elements of the support at, at, at Dunfermline that will see themselves as a top flight club, or traditionally they've been a top flight club. So uh, they they will have ambitions too. Um, uh, so United Sean, are, are by no means alone there. Mm, uh, Sean, we haven't even talked about Air United and Queens Park. Who no, were, no, you know who were the uh, you know second mm-hmm. and third. I mean, because here yeah. are ambitious Queens Park. There's money behind Queens Park. We know that. I know that mm-hmm. when Coyle's moved on, they're, they're, they're changing things around a wee bit there. But it's just, I mean, you're right. It's you know it's a cliche, but it's, but cliche. <laughs> we've got cliches for a reason because very often they're very mm-hmm. very true, and it will be a brutally tough league to escape. I mean, I'm not entirely sure that. You know the, the the example of Hearts, who kind of bounced back and, and won. I mean, Dundee bounced back, but when when I say bounced back, I mean they, they, they made they made it with a kind of skin of their teeth towards the end, and it probably cost uh, Gary Boyer his job. You know, um, so it, it's going to be a really really difficult league, and and you're also chastened with United. You know, I mean, the start of last season. Things looked so sweet for them. You thought things looked good. Um, you know, started the season with, with that terrific, you know, European victory. Um, and then went on to, to just have a disaster. Uh, and players who, you know, I, I kind of, on a weekly basis, went from thinking, that's a good squad and they're trying to get out. There's, there's good players and they're trying to get out to eventually kind of just accepting they weren't as good, they weren't nearly as good as, as I'd thought they were. Um, they, lacked, they, lacked, they lacked many of the components that top professional footballers have, and that's appetite, mm-hmm. desire, hunger, commitment, all of these things were lacking. You know, ability sometimes is the least of things uh, when it comes to football, unless you've got all all of the desires that go, you know, uh, you know, go towards making the kind of perfect component of, of a footballer, particularly when things are going against you. Um, so, you know, at this stage, we just don't know. I mean, we'll have a much clearer picture two, three weeks in when we see the squad that Jim Goodwin has assembled, but also a much clearer picture when we see the squad that the others have assembled as well. You yeah. know, at East End Park and, and you know, Campbell uh, uh Lesser Hamden and, you know, uh, Somerset Park and all the rest of it, you know. Um, and then, of course, 
they've got the near neighbours. You know, you've got Arbroath, who'll always want to take points yeah. off United as well in the championship. <laughs> so it's going to be a really, really, uh, it's going to be a tough, tough uh, place to escape from. The last thing I'd like to put out there in terms of United was, I don't know if it gave you guys pause for thought because when when I saw the we spoke about Joe Shaughnessy, Joe Shaughnessy in terms of Dundee. Uh, but when when the list of players that weren't getting kept on by St Murn came out, there were a lot of United fans and I think a lot of people in general were thinking, okay, there's two or three you could see as naturals at United. And because if United are the big club in the championship, still going down with a bit of financial clout, and Jim Goodwin, an excellent man manager in charge, all of a sudden you're thinking, oh yeah, Shaughnessy would be absolutely perfect for them. And if, if and a United, <laughs> there's no right time to go down, but a United that goes down is still feeling like almost like the club they were, could throw it and say, look, I'll give you a three-year contract, Joe. Don't go it's, don't go to Dundee or a Saints or something like that. This We're bouncing back in one year. You think of the bigger picture. They've not been able to do that. And I, I guarantee you, Goodwin would have wanted to sign Joe Shaughnessy. I'm pretty sure of it. Curtis Main, the boy Dunn. These are two, if all three mm. of them go elsewhere. I think that will give. I think that will be a real reality. Reality for United and the, and the plight they're in. Do you, do you guys agree? Um, yeah, it'll be a clear indication, I think, you know, um, if, if he goes after certain targets who he's got good personal relationships with, because that, that's got so much to do. Because uh, did Aubrey not say that? Am I, am I mis, I'm misquoting a <coughs> no. sort of uh, a piece that Alan Temple mm-hmm. wrote on the back of on the back of his meeting with the fans, Aubrey, that mm-hmm. he was he basically, as good as said, you know, Jim Goodwin's <laughs> going to get guys that he knows and he's worked with. I th- I'm sure he said something along those lines. <coughs> well, I mean, uh, until such times as you've got kind of their signatures on paper, it, 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 it's it's all up in the air, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's, it's all it's all fine wanting to attract or hoping that you can attract guys who've got that good personal relationship you've worked with before and all, all the rest of it. But the, the key question at the moment is for a player is how attractive a proposition um, are Dundee United and how attractive a proposition are playing uh, for Dundee United in the Premiership, uh, sorry, in the Championship, playing for Dundee United in the Premiership is, is I think, a pretty attractive proposition for for most players in, in a Scottish dimension. Um, playing for Dundee United in the Championship is a much less attractive um, proposition. I mean, it all, all depending personal circumstances, depending whether players are motivated by the kind of money it's on offer solely, or whether they see it as a a, a progressive, uh, you know, career path to playing United, and then either being with them back in the Premiership or getting a move elsewhere. There's all of these things to kind of throw, and every player and the agent will come in come at this with a different kind of point of view. But um, I think aiming for players and capturing them are, are two entirely different things. And United, they're a much less attractive proposition, I think, now in the Championship than they would have been had they stayed in the Premier. Well, there's, there's no thinking about it. Mm. Of course, they're a much less attractive proposition down in the second tier than they would have been in the top tier. It'd be much easier to attract quality players to play in the top league than it is in the second tier of Scottish football. Good stuff, Jim. Okay, well, thank you very much, gentlemen. We'll be back next week, hopefully a bit more. Hopefully with some proper signings for St Johnson Dundee United. Wouldn't that be good? Eh? I'm sure. <laughs> I reckon nice. that. I wouldn't be surprised if Dundee make more in the in the coming week oh. than the other two, but I think that's probably they've got more they've got more to sign, haven't they? But anyway, mm, yep. okay. Cheers, guys, and thank you very much for listening. Bye bye. Cheers, boys. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find talking football. And that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.